So shall I'm a little nervous today. So I'm kind of pounded down joints of, of my homegrown. I've rolled a whole bunch so that I can just keep smoking them one after another to try and calm my nerves. Power smoking. Right? Because tonight we're having Brittany and Dan on from the podcast, We All Pod Down Here. And I want to make a good impression. It's witchcraft. Hi, welcome to the Stoned Witches Hour. On this podcast, we smoke weed and scare the crap out of each other with stories of true crime and the supernatural. I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. So while we wait for our guests to arrive, I am smoking way too much. What are you smoking today? I'm actually, I got a new one today. Oh, I love when you get something new. You're always willing to try something yummy. What did you get? And I always get so excited too. You do, you do. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Um, Mac one, it's called, it's a hybrid. Mm-hmm. This one is 36.02 THC. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shell going for the big stuff, reaching for the top shelf right away. Every time. Love it. You know, for, for anybody out there who's taken notes each week on the percentages that I smoke, we're going up here, friends. I <laughs> seem to be getting, no, I seem to be finding stuff lately in like the mid to upper 30 percentile. And I'm kind of happy about it. That's great. (laughs) That's really nice. One of the things about the gas station that I don't love is that not all their stuff has the percentages on there. So it is a little bit nicer when places do, but their customer service top notch cannot be beat. I'll tell you, I will settle for slightly inferior product. Not that this is, but I would for really great customer service. Cause you guys always talk about great bud tenders and I'm so jealous, but some of the guys out here are pretty great. I, I I do feel bad because it seems like your experiences have not been consistently as stellar as mine, customer service wise. That's true. Well, I'm going to start going to some high end bud places because I want to start trying some of these um, stoner celebrity weeds and just yeah. to see what all the hype is about. So I'm going to go into some bougie stoner shops and I'll report back and let you know how that goes. Definitely, definitely. So ha- tell Mac- me about this Mac. <laughs> tell me about the Mac One. It's kind of got like a, like a flowery taste. And I'm not talking like flower, what people call weed, but like flower, like what you buy your girlfriend on a holiday flower. I love cannabis that has that kind of flower, that bouquet. I love that That so much. Floral. Yeah. Floral scenty. Call me a girl, but I like that. But it, it, it's not overwhelming. It's not like that overwhelming. You know how sometimes you get that weed that kind of tastes like perfumey? It's not like that yeah. at all. Yeah. No, this is like an, it's almost like a, a natural floral flavory scent. Yes. Anything I get that's too intense, I automatically suspect that they're putting terpenes in it. And again, don't mind as long as they tell me. But, right. you know, if you're going to flavor it up all grapey intense and then try to pass that off as natural weed, I'm going to be a little suspicious. You know, that that's kind of sucks you. because, yeah. <laughs> you know, pot doesn't taste that intense. You get a hint of it, you know, so a nice hint of floral sounds fabulous. How's the high? It's it's actually really good. It is an indica, but very, it's a very good daytime smoke. I love a good daytime indica. Love it. This is definitely not a calm you down, get you ready for bed, melty into your bed kind of thing. This is it. Like I said, it says hybrid but it's really, is it one of those kind of zone into work and really get your shit done? Listen to some great music and being productive kind of weeds. 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, and that is perfect timing. Brittany and Dan, our guests for this evening, have arrived. Joining us today in our search for truly spine-tingling tales are Brittany and Dan from the podcast, We All Pod Down Here. Hi, guys. Why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your podcast? Hey, so I'm Brittany, um, and our podcast, we basically just go in and talk about horror movies. Uh, We also do dive into kind of just ranking them sometimes. Sometimes we just review individual movies. Um, And Dan and I are married, so Dan's my husband, and I'll... And I'm from Maryland originally, but we both live in Florida now. Um, and I kind of really got into horror as a kid. I actually grew up just a, like within about a five minute walk of Burkittsville, Maryland, where the oh Blair Witch Project goodness. was filmed. So <laughs> now that is one of my favorite movies. But before we get in there, let's say hi. Hi, Dan. So, yep, I'm Dan. Um, so she's certainly my better half. Um, I'm from Monroeville, Pennsylvania. If you're familiar with the town Monroeville, it's probably from Dawn of the Dead. Oh, um, the, okay. all the dead movies were filmed in Western Pennsylvania where I grew up. So that's how I got into horror was Night of the Living Dead and more that, excellent movies. Yeah, that series of movies is will always be my favorite and what got me into it. It's such a big cultural thing in, in the Pittsburgh area. So you two essentially got together and got married based on the fact that you were both originally <laughs> from towns where horror movies were sparked from. <laughs> Almost. We actually oddly Almost, enough yeah. met because of um, mutual interest in uh, heavy metal. We have um, yeah. friends that are from all over the world that listen to metal and we, they ended up mutual ones introduced us. So yep. that's how we met. And then. Now you're wearing we, a t-shirt of a, of a heavy, heavy metal band. And this one's yes. kind of important, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm wearing my um, self-god t-shirt. It's from my friend Serge's band. He's actually from Ukraine originally. Uh, his family still lives over there. And so, of mm. course, with everything going on in Ukraine, we thought we'd show him a little support. Uh, he just had a new album come out. So if anyone wants to check it out, um, we can give you guys the link if you'd like. Definitely. And, we'll put links to that down in the show notes for sure. And hopefully, do, does he know how his family is doing? Are they safe? Some of them, I think he's found. I don't know if he's found his mm. mom yet, unfortunately. I, th- I, think, I, think, his, oh, I think his mom's okay. Um, oh, he did as, find her. As far as I know, I I think she might have gotten out of there a little while ago, but like okay. before all this madness started. Right. But um, yeah, he's originally from one of the occupied cities that was occupied a long time ago. And yeah, he's his, his family has seen some really terrible stuff. He's a really wonderful guy. I've known him for a very long time. He lives in Pittsburgh now. That's where I met him through the through the metal scene there. And yeah, and that's how you guys met too. So our, yeah. our hearts definitely go out to them. And, and again, we will put some links in the show notes if, if you want to support the band or check them out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, if you want to support the band or check them out, we'll have some links there for you. Yeah, so. they're, they're really great. They have a lot of pagan themes. Actually, oddly enough, when he did one of his interviews, he got interviewed by one of the big metal websites because originally they put up an article about like some of the Ukrainian bands and his part got taken down because apparently some Russian bots like went to them claiming that he was supporting like neo-Nazis and stuff, but it was, but what they found was that what they were claiming was quote unquote supporting neo-Nazis was actually a pagan symbol in a photo that he was in. And they were like, look, it's a Nazi symbol. And it's like, no, this was a totally pagan symbol. had nothing to do with Nazis. So that's a big problem with some of the symbolism is a lot of the old Norse symbolism, a lot of old Hindu symbolisms, all uh, symbols have also been co-opted by Nazis. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of run into a little problem there. Not that I'm saying all 
I, I know some heavy metal has to do with old Norse things. I just, oh, for I sure. Know, I just throw oh, that yeah. It's a, it's a big thing for sure. There's entire subgenres of metal dedicated to that. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Now, Brittany, can you tell us again one more time? What is the name of the band? His band is called Self God. Okay. One and word, uh, Self God. Yep. Yep. Self, Self God. God. It's one word. So. And we're going to have um, a link uh, put up on uh, tag to this episode for them. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys. Cool. Yep, sure. Thank you. <clears throat> now you guys talk about um, horror movies and you talk, the way I found you was um, the deep house. Is that the, the title mm-hmm. the, the deep house? I had just watched that movie and was kind of looking it up because it was interesting to me. And I saw your podcast and it was, you liked it, Brittany, and I don't oh, think I you it. liked it, Dan, <laughs> as much. I, I, I liked aspects of it. There are certain things I felt like they could have done a little better. But overall, sure. it wasn't bad. There's just little details. Like, the whole premise was brilliant. I, that's what I liked about it, I think. Kind of the horror of the relationship itself, you know, getting <laughs> and getting trapped in that. But, again, different podcast. But yeah. <laughs> so I do have a serious question, though. Very, very important question for my horror movie aficionados here. Who is it that dies first the most in movies? Is it the stoner or is it the person who is having sex? Oh, I think it depends, but I would yeah, say that's a, it's a, it's a tough one. There's probably some words across it, but I would say probably this, the stoners would die first. Mostly. I knew it. I knew and it. I, why? I th- I, my guess is because the stereotype would be that they're just so relaxed and not paying attention. They're kind of out of it, not, not, not paying attention to their surroundings kind of thing, maybe. Like, they're That's just kind of zonked true. out. But yeah, if you, have see, you guys I, seen the, the Rise of Leslie Vernon? No, oh, I have not. not. Okay, so good. There, there's a really funny part in there where they're basically, it's, it's very much like Scream in that it's kind of like making fun of itself a bit, you mm-hmm. know, and being very, like, meta like that. But supposedly, the basic premise is these people are following around the guy who's supposed to be the next, like, Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger or something like that. He wants to be the next yeah. one. So that's kind of like as if this is like the real world and they're just following him around to see like how he's going to become. kind of thing. Yeah. His, pre- and, his preparation and everything. Yeah, like and- how he prepares and it's just, it makes fun of itself the whole time. You know, just it's, it's really wonderful. silly. But there's a point where they have the stoners and he's like, the stoners are going to be right there so I can get them easily. And so <laughs> it has like, and here's the people having sex and there's the people that do this wrong and it's really funny, but I think you guys get kicked out of it. the brownie and the stoner's the first to go. <laughs> right. They're going to come running. Exactly. Yep. Um, I actually, I actually, I love my favorite movies of all time um, is the the Friday the 13th series. Um, granted, the, wor- the, the more they make, the worse they get. Like, Jason should never be in Manhattan, I'm just saying. Or in space. Um, in space. <laughs> <laughs> but... That's where it kind of got ingrained in me that if you're having sex, you're the first to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first to go. Jason's gonna get you. And Michael Myers gets you too. That's right. Yeah. But as is a side note, I thought it would be very interesting to point out to you to you guys today is, is our guests that this past Halloween, um, my boyfriend and I went as Jason and Michael. He is he he's a, a, a big Michael Myers fan, so he was Michael. And I was Jason with pigtails, but it was cute. It was cute. I love it. It's awesome. I might have had the pigtails, but I had the machete in the whole bit. Yeah. She's the most adorable serial killer you'll ever see, I think. (laughs) Hey, our our pitch was the killer couple. There you go. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I do find that um, there are several movies out there. The first movie I ever saw cannabis in was... um, 
uh, poltergeist polter with the parents smoking in bed. <laughs> They're kind of smoking a joint. Mm-hmm. And it was revelatory to me because they weren't, they weren't slackers. They weren't kids. They weren't being stupid. They were just a couple of adults smoking mm-hmm. a joint at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And they didn't die, which I thought was really <laughs> great. <laughs> they were actually the heroes of the movie. So I thought that was cool. But there's other movies like, uh, what's it? The scary movie franchise. Doesn't somebody mm-hmm. die by a pot plant in one of the, in the scary I movies? I think so. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which yeah, one, but I, I think so. I don't remember which one because there's a like a thousand a, of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but do you guys have a favorite horror movie or anything? Uh, well, you had mentioned because of growing up in Pit- the Pittsburgh area, mm-hmm. you familiar with the the Dead series. Yeah, yeah. Dawn of the Dead's number one for me. There, there's nothing that even comes close. We just did a ranking where we ranked our favorite franchises, and like that one's my top, and that's the the quintessential horror movie for me. What makes it the quintessential? Like, is it because it's so scary? Is it because it's, it's so fun? It's psychological. I love psychological horror. I don't usually like horror that's just about blood and guts torture porn stuff i think that's really stupid i totally <laughs> agree with yeah but totally. like s- stuff that has no story no plot no nothing the, the whole idea of zombie films that george romero tried to put into them is a lot of social commentary uh they, they placed it in a mall because he looked at people in the mall and thought they looked like zombies just walking around to a sort of store and the whole i the whole like he was like the anti-consumerism kind of thing mm-hmm. and how it's messing up a lot of things in society and the whole idea of a zombie apocalypse is a real psychological thing because no matter how slight, now there's fast zombies, so zombies, whatever, but like it's the impending doom and mm-hmm. that, that no matter what you do, they're still coming for you and trying right. to survive. Cause it's a lot about, it's a human story too yes. about survival. And for me, those themes just hit really good for me it's interesting because right now i i loved horror movies when i was a kid and then when i had kids i kind of stopped for a little while because it was too real and now i like them again and i think because it's the world is so fucked up and everything's so bad i'm like well okay maybe it's almost world war three but at least it's not world war three with zombies and (laughs) (laughs) yet Yet, yet. <laughs> yet, you know, I'm not going to try and give the universe any ideas here, but I think it's mm-hmm. a little bit of an escape for me right now is, is watching things that are scarier than real life, I think. But do you have a favorite, Brittany? This is always tough for me because I have like for our ranking, I actually ranked Godzilla for the franchises. That was my favorite because that's kind of what I grew up on uh, of all things. Like my parents always would be like, this is too scary for you. Don't watch it. And then I'd watch it. And then. And then I would be scared. And so I, always, <laughs> I, I was such a scaredy cat as a kid. And you'd but go I, back again anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so yeah. much like that. I'd be like, oh, this scared me. And then I'd be like terrified. Mom's like, why do you keep watching it? Then I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's so good. I need to. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how I was. I really, I can really relate to that. But yeah, it's, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. I've, I've thought about this a lot and I still haven't fully decided like what my favorite is because there's so many things I love about individual ones. Like I always said, the one that comforts me the most of all things is uh, probably Jaws. Which is uh, there's some debates whether that's not ho- whether or not it's horror. I'm like, well, you know what? For a whole like couple summers, no one went in the ocean, so I feel like that counts as horror. So I still know people that won't that yeah. won't swim in any body of water because of that movie. So I think that counts as horror. Yeah, there's so. a place in Texas that I live in coastal Massachusetts. Man, that just hits a little too close <laughs> yeah. to home. I can me. imagine. <laughs> There's a, a place in Texas, a, a convention who does a screening of it while in the water. That's just mean. That's downright mean. <laughs> they do that up here as well. That's awesome. Do they really? That's so fun. 
That's just awesome. I want to do it. I would love to do that. I would, I would absolutely love to do that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Cause they're like in inner tubes watching it. I was like mm-hmm. the best. My boyfriend wants to do that so bad <laughs> on an inner tube. I will take pictures of you from the beach, <laughs> but I am not, I am not going out. On you a would tube. totally join them. That sounds fun. Maybe not on an inner tube. No, you guys can all, you guys can all do that now. <laughs> Because that'll be the night that Jaws actually comes back. (laughs) Bruce is going to be there. I'm sorry, but in an inner tube, your butt hangs way down in the water. (laughs) My butt would be clenched so tight the entire movie. (laughs) Just don't fart. It'll it'll, it'll give give them something. Does that attract sharks? (laughs) I don't don't think so. but More blood than anything. Oh, no. (laughs) And we're actually, we're supposed to be, we were supposed to go before COVID to Australia for my birthday. And so one of the mm-hmm. things we're going to do is I want to do the cage dive with the great whites. So that's like, my oh, wow. that I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, that'd be fantastic. I love sharks. So you're still trying to convince me to do that. Yeah. Dan's like, I'll go on the boat with you. I don't know if I'm going to go in the cage. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. I'll be in the cage. You want your own Jaws moment. Mm, I want to give him a little pet. That would be kind of cool, actually. You have to post pictures. Do you guys have an Instagram or anything? You have to put them up. We do. Yep. So we do mm-hmm. for we do have one for the podcast, and then I just have like my own individual one, which is mostly just videos of my pets being stupid. But fun. <laughs> do you want to shout out your your? Yes. Yeah, so the um. So for the podcast, it's just at we all pod down here. Uh, for my personal one, it's just at Tiki One Hundred Eight. So and there you go. So then you can get scared, and when you're too scared, you can go see cute pets and get a get a good giggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and love if you're. That. If you're in the middle, I also have, um, I breed reptiles actually. So I, and tarantulas. So I have, um, it's called Tiki Exotics is my other one that I have for if anyone likes snakes or tarantulas. I love snakes and tarantulas. Well, there you go. There's actually what kind like, of snakes, mostly ball pythons. I have a couple other, I have corn snakes. I have hog noses. Oh. I have Kenyan sand boas. I have okay. a little spotted python. Um, but ball I have, pythons like, are adorable. Oh my God. They're, they're like the puppies of the snake world. Exactly. They have the little puppy faces. They do. They scare the shit out of me. Oh, no. <laughs> they did me at first too, but now I'm used to it. I used to work in a pet store and um, we sold some big snakes. We used to have some beautiful, gorgeous um, Burmese pythons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one albino that was about four feet long. And there was this little girl, I swear, she couldn't have been more than five years old. She and her parents used to come in. She was fascinated with this snake. It was bigger than she was. And it was the sweetest snake. After a little while, she would let it drape around her and we'd let her walk around the store with it. I cannot tell you how many people would run screaming from the doors (laughs) when they would see this little girl with a snake. That'd be me. <laughs> it was cute though. She loved that snake. It was it was wild. This little girl was just so drawn to it. It was weird. I would not have gotten the cat's food that day if it, <laughs> if it meant going by that snake. See that I would have been the little girl. I my my poor mom and dad when I was a kid, I was like, Can I have a pet tarantula? Because I went to a nature center and they let us pet one. It was a little rose hair. And I was like, I need one. And my mom was like, Absolutely not. She's like, I all she could think of was the scene from Home Alone where it crawled on his face. And she's like, That'll be me. I can't have this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that is kind of a fear. Do you have a tarantula? I there's about six an army. Yeah, there's about 60 of them behind me right now. So So you're you're breeding a critter army in case the zombies in- come, you can unleash mm-hmm. the hordes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> smart, smart. I like you're thinking ahead. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> okay, so we have to bring up the witch in the room because you grew up near Burkittsville, which was made famous by its very minor appearance in the movie The Blair Witch Project. And I'm sure you get this a lot, but I love that movie so much. It's loved so good. it. 
It's so good. I, I know it, it divides a lot of people because it's not that good, but it's really, really great. And it, the found footage, when I first heard about it, I, I saw the documentary. I saw the website before it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know this is fake, but there's a documentary. What the hell? Like, wait a minute. Is this real? And it gave me motion sickness. Give me pause for a minute. I actually wondered. Oh, yeah. But there's there's questions I have, though. I understand that the, the, there's the story and there's the legend of the, the bell witch. I almost said the bitch witch. <laughs> <laughs> The Bell Witch, but having been from that area, two questions. One, how did the movie affect life in that area? And two, is there really any basis for this? Or is this just another Amityville horror that's just kind of based on some bullshit? So there, there is actually no legend whatsoever. That's ne- that was completely made up for the movie. There's never been a legend. I there wonder. never was any Blair Witch. There's actually the whole movie, actually, they... The initial like opening scenes where you're driving into the town that actually is Burkittsville. Um, it's going to, I actually know the exact where they're going down um, 17 and it's going right into the town. But the bulk of the movie was actually filmed in a different County because there's not that many woods actually around Burkittsville. Like you go <laughs> oh, up okay. the, the one Hill and actually it's funny. They have a spook Hill, like one of those, um, you know, like the gravity Hills where it'll like pull the car up the Hill because of the illusion. Mm-hmm. So they actually have one of those right in Burkittsville, but when you go up the hill, like, and you get out of Burkittsville, there's some woods up there, but the actual town itself, there's mostly just like, there's a cemetery. And then there's like a bunch of farmland. That's just like open land around there. I'm wounded. I'm hurt. There's no <laughs> woods in Burkittsville. Not really. Cause the town is so small. Like, <sighs> like I actually, where I grew up, I grew up, technically my zip code was Jefferson. Like I could walk five minutes and be in Burkittsville, mm-hmm. but we had 15 acres. that was almost all wooded. So around our whole house was woods. And when the Burkittsville Carnival would come around, the carnival would be playing music and it could, you could hear it through our woods. Oh, so nice. like the, we moved there actually when I was 13. So I grew up right in like Frederick, which is like, it's all the same county, but it, we moved out to the actual like area right next to Burkittsville when I was 13. And that area, like you could hear that coming through the woods. And it was the scariest thing. The first thing. So my mom was like, oh my gosh, there's people squatting in the woods. Something's happening. It took us forever to figure out it was the carnival music coming through there. But she thought we had people out there. And I'm like, no, mom, it's the Blair Witch. She's here. <laughs> I can, if you can't, if you didn't know what was going on, hearing carnival music come twinkling oh, yeah. through the, the woods would be scary oh, as hell. Oh, so creepy. And you think, it's the killer, you think it's the killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> right? for you. And clowns, I'm sorry, are the worst. Clowns oh my gosh, are the terrifying. Worst. Killer terrifying. clowns is the best. Oh, so, God, so did good. people come to Burkittsville after the movie? Did they? Oh my gosh, yes. So <laughs> I got stories about that. So my friends that actually, because I my bus went right through there every day. So my I had several friends that lived like in the houses, like right at like the main street town area. Mm-hmm. So right where that area is, there's now like this. There's just one intersection of the town. Like it's literally just like one road that goes in, one road that goes the other way, and mm-hmm. the literal like is, one one stoplight town kind of thing yeah and there's no stoplight it's like a one stop sign town <laughs> one stop so, sign, yeah. even smaller it's a small small town but yeah so there's now if you look at it there's a cobblestone like for that crossroad area there didn't used to be cobblestone there the reason there's cobblestone there is when the second movie came out because of everything that happened from the first movie they were like we're not doing this again and uh-huh. they actually shut down the town and the excuse was they did to make this cobblestone little like crossroad just because they didn't want to deal with it anymore so they shut down like the whole town for like months smart that's wow. like a small town solution we don't like mm-hmm. you and so we're gonna like passively aggressively do something to keep you away yeah so f- for the when the first movie came out, people came from all over the world. My friends have pictures of like people that came from Germany to see the town. Like people came from all over, and some of it was nice. They just came to see the town, take photos, be you know everything was kind of cool. 
Um, they had friends that they actually dug up rocks in their yard and wrote like from Burkittsville and were selling them for like $5 a piece, like in their front yard. <laughs> That's like, fantastic. Tons of money. But then there was the bad stuff where people did a lot of like damage to the cemetery. It's like a really old cemetery there. Um, there was headstones knocked over. There was stuff stolen. There was actually people that were like trying to take bricks out of like the walls in the houses. That's like, too bad. That's, it was wild. Oh my God. Yeah, you know, so that there kind was, of tourism ruins it for everybody. I know. It's like, it's one thing when it's fun where it's like they came, they just want to take photos of the town and everything. Like, that's great. Buy somebody's backyard rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you get the official Burkittsville rock. So, yeah. but like, that's they weren't lying. Kind of like, they weren't wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, this is legitimately here. <laughs> so. I'm a cigarette smoker. And so, when I, on the days I actually have to go into work, you know, I have to go outside to smoke. I am living in Salem, Massachusetts, and I promise you, I am in probably thousands of tourists' photos because people just walk down the street taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'll be out. I'll be out on the sidewalk smoking a cigarette, and like crowds of tourists all year, not just October. All wow. year. Yeah. Now, one of the things I really loved about, granted, the performances I thought were amazing for people who didn't know what they were doing, who just went out there and kind of ad-libbed everything. It was just, Mm -hmm. the movie was a lot of fun. The psychological part of that. And I think the way they filmed it and the way they made it look like it was a home video and not a movie production Mm -hmm. is what made, if that was like a movie movie, I don't know if it would have worked. Yeah. But the handheld camera aspect, that is what pulled you in quick. Mm -hmm. And it made you... It made you freak the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And there's so many people that fully believed it was real. Like the the people that were the actors, their families for months afterwards got calls about people trying to like help volunteer to look for them and stuff like that. Like, cause and again, you couldn't do this nowadays because of the internet being so much bigger and people would figure it out in moments. But back then they had like at the actual premiere, um, I believe it was at Sundance, they had actual photos like missing flyers for these kids. Yes, I saw they'd passed them out, I think not just at the premiere. Oh shoot, sorry, but at actually <laughs> other places too, like um at other music festivals and stuff that they'd passed yeah, them out. They went all out for this. And a lot of it was stuff like the reason a lot of it was ad-libbed and stuff is they literally gave them like a premise and were like, run with it. And the real famous scene where they have the woman that's telling the story of the Blair Witch, they still don't know who that was. Like they haven't been able to figure out like who this woman was they were interviewing because she just kind of like made that all up on the fly. They just told some random town folks that they're like, here's what we're going to be doing, like mess with these people. And they oh, just shit. ran with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the woman, like, the little, Fantastic. You know, with, like the little boy's like, no, no, no. And like trying to cover her mouth. Like that just was like random people on the street. They don't even like have that person like on the payroll or anything. I love that. And like the scenes with where in the woods where like they like rattle their tents and stuff like that, they didn't tell them that was going to be happening. They would just randomly decide to mess with them at various times. And so these people probably were genuinely like they knew this was going to happen, probably a little freaked out anyway. But just being out in the woods and just having random stuff happen to you, be like, was this the was this the the producers or was this someone else? You know, right? That sounds like such a fun, scary movie to have made. But yeah. So the the Bell Witch, like I had heard, okay, Blair Witch is fake. Everybody knows that, but. I had heard rumors that it was based on a a true story of the so-called Bell Witch. Is that a true story or so the Bell Witch story is totally separate. That's actually I want to say that is Massachusetts also if I remember correctly, but the Bell Witch is one where it's a story of that was like in the I believe the 1700s. I'd have to look up all the details. Um but basically that one is one where I don't know if they was ever or inspired for the Blair Witch at all. I don't know if they actually used that information, but that one was more just based in a house that they had this haunting where it just seemed like this 
what they decided they called the, the bell witch uh because it was i think it was the bell family or no you know what it was in tennessee i remember now yeah, there's the, there's the bell witch. yeah just like clicked in my head there's yeah there's the bell witch cave yeah i just looked it up it was adams tennessee okay so yeah. maybe that rumor came about because bell and blair sound similar yeah that's what I think may have happened. I know they may have been like loosely inspired by it, but that one was mostly just based where it was just kind of like a, a haunting within the actual like little cabin that they have. Interesting. Well, that's pretty cool. I, I kind of love the whole uh, ad lib part, like the whole <laughs> the mystery, mystery lady with the ad lib story. How fun yeah. is that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because everybody seems to have a story or know of someone who has a, that might be something that she had heard and was kind of riffing off of to kind of mm-hmm. mess with them, you know, because yeah. so many different places have stories and houses too. And like you guys have some spooky stories or have had encounters yourselves. You've mentioned a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. going to let Dan go first on that one. Cause he's got some really good ones <laughs> and I've been talking okay. a lot. So, <laughs> so I have two major ones. Um, I guess I'll go chronologically. One was in my grandparents' house. I guess it's sort of an older house, probably like early 1900s. Um, and I would stay overnight there. My cousin was visiting for the summer. So we, I would stay overnight there a few times a week. We just hang out, whatever. And just as a quick aside, isn't that always nice? Like kids who can, when you can spend some time with your grandparents in the summertime, like so mm-hmm. much fun stuff usually happens there. Not always hauntings, but fun stuff yeah. usually. Fun <laughs> stuff, definitely. You know, we built a snowshoot one time in the winter and made our sl- made a slip and slide before they actually existed and flew down a hill. Things like See, that. Perfect, things, perfect things, childhood things. stuff. Mm-hmm. And ghosts. <laughs> this, this was this one was a little freaky. So I'm sleep. We're, I'm, we're sleeping in the. We have like a pull out sofa bed, so we're just crack, kind of watching TV, crash in there, and just falling asleep. And there, there's always my, my my grandparents have mentioned various things happening there um my aunt had a one one aunt had a thing where she was you know using a ouija board or something and some Uh, some apparition came up and said told her to stop shell loves a story that starts with a ouija board and it just literally told her to stop don't do this ever again no shit like an apparition came up and mm -hmm. like said that Mm -hmm. and she she never touched one again i wouldn't either yeah people fuck with the ouija board and wonder why shit happens now she's a hardcore Christian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now she's a hardcore Christian. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That scared. <laughs> Talk about the opposite end yeah. of the spectrum. Yeah. Ran straight to what she felt was safety. Apparently. Wow. It really isn't. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. But, uh, different podcast. What happened was um, with me. So we're, we're kind of crashing out. And the we never went into the attic. There was always some weird stories with the attic or something. I don't really remember, but it was a two-story house. Living rooms on there's a basement, living room like the regular floor, and then upstairs. So up the upstairs had a door that would you could close, and my grandparents would usually close it. And if, you know, if one of them had to come down and get a drink of water or something, you'd hear the door open, whatever, coming down the stairs, but no big deal. So I hear the door open and slam really hard, and I assume. That is probably my granddad or my grandma going to get something to drink. Mm-hmm. Common I noise. Guess. You're used to it. Mm-hmm. Click, click, stairs. You know, this, this very familiar sound walking down the stairs, except no one comes out. I don't see anybody. Uh-oh. And I found that very strange. I kind of get up, look around. There, there's nobody downstairs. 
That's it's creepy. Just, my, my cousin's the fast asleep snoring away. And I'm just like, what the hell's going on here? So I kind of go back to the bed and there, the door to the cellar was visible from the bed doors, doors closed. Why would you put and a bed in visible view of a cellar door? How are you supposed to it's sleep? It's a sofa bed. Okay. I guess that's a little so, bit of so an excuse, a pull, but really, it's a pull-out couch. That's but. rude to your guests. How are they supposed <laughs> to sleep staring at your cellar door? But it's like, it's just kind of in a hallway. So like, okay. like the main entry hallway and the, the door is kind of on the right. And I'm just you know, like a little freaked out because this isn't normal. And then I see the door creak open and slam really effing hard. You saw it? Yes. How old of a, how old of a kid were you? I was probably like 10. Okay. Just slammed really hard. I am freaked the F out. I'm freaked so, out. <laughs> so I, I just throw the sheets over my head. And you smart know, smart move. How is that saving you? No, mm-hmm. that's smart. Blankets it's not. are safety. It, no, that it's it, good. It's, it's, to, it's, it's total like, you know, ignorant, like ignorant, like childhood ignorance. You know, I can't see it. It can't hurt me kind of thing. See, I disagree. <laughs> I think it's the power of the blanket. You've, You've seen enough porn. You hide under the blankets. You know you're safe under there. It gives blanket you talisman force. protection. Yes. Blanket, blanket forts are the best too. That's right. <laughs> so, so I'm just, I'm freaked the fuck out. And then all of a sudden, like, I, I, and I heard the clipping and clopping down the stairs into the cellar. Oh, no. And then I hear the clipping and clopping going back up. Oh, shit. That's worse. <laughs> yeah. And I, I heard the door creak. I heard it slam. There's nobody around. What and the fuck? Did the and demon want some water? Oh my goodness. I don't know why they're going in the cellar. It's just my grandfather's workshop, but there was a lot of sharp tools down there. I was hoping no one would come out with one. But then you went you know to get a, a weapon. People... You let it arm itself. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I it did not come back with a weapon, thankfully. Oh, thank but goodness. you know, you never know. But um I'm freaked out. And you know, a lot of times when people who have experienced something like that, if the, if the spirit is whatever is near that you get that cold paralyzing. Feeling. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is in the middle of the summer. Granted, there's no central air conditioning. The house is hot as heck, and I just get this chill, like this bone down to the bone chill, and oh, I'm just shit. paralyzed. I'm just paralyzed. Like I can't effing move. I'm gonna just like, yeah. And then it kind of went away. Nothing else happened. I didn't sleep very well that night, and I talked to my grandparents the next day. Like, did you come down at about like? two in the morning to get a drink of water anything I'm like no we didn't <laughs> we oh, just slept through the night like what happened they I'm didn't like, notice not... a thing no they were out cold and i'm like you're not going to believe this oh, and wow to their credit they they're like totally believed everything i said and like, i don't know if that's, that's worse creepy. that they believed you but does that mean that they had <laughs> had experiences there too right not really like they said there was like they've heard weird noises in the attic before that they thought was something weird, but uh, there was a story I don't really recall. But so, but something you're just a good, they were just a trustworthy kid, so they apparently weren't gonna think yeah I didn't really get in any trouble. I didn't lie. I still don't. But cool. But like it was just a very very weird experience. That's very creepy. That mm-hmm. is that is truly a creepy experience. What is it with ghosts and stairs? I don't understand. Yeah. Why do they like to go up and down stairs? That's creepy. Then the 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 noise pattern is if it's exactly walking down the stairs uh, it was the exact kind of like you know space between the sounds that 
of someone walking down and they were there were the the stairs made a lot of noise they creaked a lot and they had like a I forget it was like a plastic cover like thing on like a rubber thing. And like if someone had slippers on or shoes or something, you'd hear click, 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 click. So it would be very apparent if someone was walking down the stairs. And that's exactly what it sounded like. Or if it's a demon going to the basement to get something to do a little slice and dicing somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or the shoe, it, it, you know. If it came up with like a like a like a hacksaw, then uh, we would have had a problem. <laughs> Did you yeah. know any of the history of the house at all? Do you know if there was like mm-hmm. anybody who died on that property or there anything was, of that nature? There was, the, and that's the whole like attic story. There's somebody who passed away there before my grandparents owned the house. Like the people who lived there before. Mm-hmm. And there's like some weirdness about it, but I, I really don't remember the actual story behind it. Probably whoever whoever's in there now has probably met these these things. But oh my goodness! But like, this is the only time it happened. It never happened to me again. Did it happen to anybody else in your family? Not not that I'm aware of. Wow. Not not, not exactly like I experienced at least. I always wonder if people like Dan and I are just a little more sensitive to stuff like that. So which we Maybe. both had weird experiences so i think so you know i think some people are more sensitive and i think those people do tend to be drawn to things like horror movies or Mm -hmm. you know searching conspiracy theories or you know stuff like that we people are drawn to it because we have questions you know Mm -hmm. and and so you absolutely and so you start to want to look for answers and Mm -hmm. it kind of leads you to some interesting places so I wouldn't be surprised. It sounds very much like you were in the right place at the right time and, and a little yeah. more sensitive, I think, and, and were yeah. able to see something. That's wild. Yeah. My cousin didn't see shit. He <laughs> slept through the whole thing. Out cold, even. He just slept through the whole thing. He's like, are you crapping me? And he will totally <laughs> believe me because, I mean. Again, trustworthy guy. Yeah. yeah. Now, and he's Dan- a trustworthy guy, too. At that age, he was probably pissed that he didn't wake up and experience. Right. Oh yeah, he, he, he was, like he, was he was a couple. He was a couple years older than me, so he was just like, "Man, I would have liked to have seen that." Why did you wake me up? I'm like, I was too scared, dude. Yeah. <laughs> now, Dan, do you think that um, when you experience like that chill and the paralysis, do you think that was due to fear? Or I know some people in paranormal situations ex- describe a similar type of paralysis and chill that wasn't could have been fear-based or could have been something else kind of holding them in place to have an idea of which it might have I, been. I felt like it was something holding me in place. Yeah. That's, it's like, I was already scared, but like the chill was really strange. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was something like I had never experienced before. Not like a scared chill, just like down to your bones kind of chill. Cold. I like, like I want to move, but I can't. That's one of the things that fascinates me now that Shell and I are kind of looking more deeply into some of these things, stories that interest us is the similarities and, and you describing that feeling of, of feeling like you couldn't move, like you were being held there is a, is a commonality through a lot Mm -hmm. of these stories. And I I find that kind of interesting. Yeah, for sure. Kind of find it freaky. (laughs) 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 Once your attention, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. I wanted you to know. Mm-hmm. Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, is your experience uh, in a house similar to that too, Brittany? Or kind of. So I figure what we'll do is because Dan has another story, I'll tell Ooh. my next story. And then if we can kind of go back and forth a little bit, Perfect. that works. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell my story from when I grew up, uh, where the house I grew up in. So the well, this is the one we moved out to that's near Burkittsville. So that house was built in 1863. So already it's, you know, we celebrated right. its 150th birthday at there. So wow. very uh, creaky house. Like the wood was very 
Like and, you walk yeah, on those was, floors, you heard it. It was almost all original stuff there. Like the there was a mud room that was and like an extra bathroom that was eventually like added on as an addition. But the bulk of it was like the original like floors. Like you could actually see like the grain and everything from it. They um oh, the banister wow. was like the original nice. cut from the house when it was first built. So you see that more often on the East Coast. The East Coast tends to have a lot of older houses, you know, farmhouses that have a lot of the same trim and everything. Out here on the West Coast, the house I'm living in, we're the second family to live in it. And there was nothing here before. And that's that's pretty common. We have all the pretty boxes neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> from the weeds opening. That's here. I live there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the ghost permeated houses over here. Right. And so it, it's interesting, you know, houses on the East Coast do tend to have a lot of that history. So. Mm-hmm. Well, the houses yeah. of Florida don't have as much of the no. history. Yeah, because we live in Florida now. We yeah. have a house that was just built in like 2007. The advantage, though, it does not have stairs. So there's no stairs for things. No to stair ghosts. So. Yay. And we don't have basements. No basements yeah, because of the sand. Double we wish we had a basement. Yeah, oh, but, but basement. you also can't hear them coming because you guys don't have old enough houses that are going to exactly crack. <laughs> this is so you're true. You're going to hear these things coming at you. I would hope yeah. one of the dogs would pick it up and freak out. But there you go. <laughs> but at the three... same time, no basement, no stairs. I mean, you're kind of on an upside even without the creaking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. But the house I grew up in did have stairs, did have a cellar basement kind of thing. The, the basement you had to actually go outside to get to, which was even creepier. Anyway, yeah, and it was it was very much like a, like the one side of it had a like actual like concrete floor, but then you went around like the corner side, and it was literally just still like a dirt floor on there. So the cold cellar where they would store food yep. and stuff. Yeah. Yep. And exactly. Yeah. And bodies. <laughs> Yay, well, Dan, the house, with the with the horror I know. reference. <laughs> but because so, the house was built in 1863, so of course dead center of the civil war like where that house was um if you went about 20 minutes past burkittsville what you went right into um where sharpsburg is which is where the antina battlefield is so it's like one of the single bloodiest days of the war you go right up you know about 30 minutes north you're in gettysburg so there was a lot of things that happened like you there's still like original like you can still see like the original like stone walls that they had built for the oh, wow. for the for like a lot of the, the civil You're war and from stuff. a rough neighborhood to begin with. Pretty much. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. A ghost super So much history. There's so yeah. much history. And, and there's a lot of this kind of activity there probably because of the civil war. Yeah. Yeah. So, and of course I, being the kid I was, my mom had her original Ouija board that she got in like, I think the sixties that she Ooh. let me play with because I don't know why she's worried about me being scared. And then she's like, here, have a Ouija board. Have fun. <laughs> so it's so your, your, so your mom would do. I, I know my, my your mom's she's, wonderful. She's I the sweetest. That. She's just so silly. It's like stuff like that. I'm like, why? why Aquarius? Cause it's something I would do. You know? um, I'm so bad at the day. So she's uh, she was born in September, early no, September. Definitely so. not. Okay. So I, I'm, terrible with what okay. the, which ones are which i know i'm, I'm a witch and i'm bad I know, at it I'm i know sagittarius the sagittarius yeah. that's the only ones i remember so uh, but yeah she, so what happened to me oh sorry what were you gonna say oh i just knew so she gave you an antique ouija board to mm-hmm. you know play with yeah, just don't just scare yourself yeah pretty much so how okay. do i not scare myself she actually right. gave it to me originally when we were in the house we were in before which that one was like we owned that house from like the moment it was built so that one never had any weird things happen there of course and then when I'm 13, she's like, let's move to the country and the Ghostville. See how, yeah, with ghosts. To a so, Civil War era house. Yeah. So we went from a house right in like Frederick that was built in like 91, 92 ish to, you know, 1863. Great idea, mom. So I'm playing, we played with this Ouija board course in my room in that house and everything. And I eventually stopped playing with it because I don't remember exactly how long after we'd been playing with it with some friends, but. I kept trying to like talk to my dad, which is 
you know, my dad died when I was a little kid. So I was like always trying to like talk to him or see who we could get in touch, touch with. And that's never a good idea, of course. But <laughs> what ended up happening one night is I remember I woke up and it was about three in the morning. And I remember because I sat up in bed and I turned and looked at my clock that was like right above my head. And it was between like two and three in the morning. And I remember I wasn't even like scared. I always feel like if you're scared, you know, you've got more heightened emotions. You're going to like be more likely to hear something, even if there isn't really anything. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not scared. I'm just like, oh gosh, this is inconvenient. I have to be up in a couple hours for school. This, this is not good. And before I even sat down right next to my ear, plain as day, I heard something go bad. <gasps> just like that. And I was like, oh, that's well, the that's worst. Not good. It's apparently bad. So I was like, <laughs> I laid down bed. I was thing, put my head under the covers. I was like, I think this will be fine. I'll go yes. to sleep. It'll mm-hmm. be fine. So yeah. didn't play with the Ouija board after that. No. Nope. Uh, but other little things that happened, like even when Dan was ever like, when, you know, as an adult, like I would, you'd hear uh, like feet on like the, like what sound like heavy shoes walking around and oh, you know, wow. the whole house, of course, is wood floors. So you can hear stuff very easily. The attic was creepy as fuck. So that is like, Dan, I took you in the attic at least once to show it mm-hmm. to you, right? Yeah, yeah. Did. It just oh, so you got oh. to experience it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Oh, interesting. Because my mom sold it eventually. She apparently sold it with the condition it wasn't haunted. But I was like, she's like, no, yeah. it's pretty experience where it's yeah. like, that's fine. No one else had and a then, problem. Then when she set the house up, she put out all those porcelain dolls. Oh my gosh, she had these old antique porcelain dolls. Wait, and the realtor wait. was like, <laughs> she yeah. put up porcelain dolls in an really old farmhouse that has a little bit of paranormal she thought activity. That, she and thought that is it, trying to bill it as unhaunted. She thought she, they looked nice and, and, and trying to sell the house. Yeah, Creepy and the realtor hell. was like, you cannot do this. He's like, you will never sell this house. <laughs> Smart realtor. I walked in and I'm like, why are there these porcelain dolls over there? Why are they staring at me? Oh, yeah. I would have noped right out of there. Now <laughs> I know where your love of horrors come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and she always claimed she didn't like horror that much but then she would do stuff like this and so but yeah she would have she had them set up in like this back bedroom that was like really ancient looking the house the way it was set up it was like three bedrooms you had to like walk through one to get to the other and that bedroom where they were was the room that had the stairs to the attic so i was like mom this is the worst idea so because she left that room there used to freak me out and there was no locks on any of the doors because they were all like the original doors so i used to like take like suitcases and barricade the doors because i was like (laughs) nope uh uh-uh not not getting me. Yeah. He no, was that's creating smart. you a ghost army with those <laughs> dolls. Oh my goodness. Like the damn Annabelle factory. Much like you are now with the snakes and the and the spiders. Yeah. <laughs> Annabelle factory. No, let's not have one of those, shall no. 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 I was expecting to hear one of them click clicking around walking across right. the floor. Oh, right. don't you guys have Robert the doll in Florida? We do, yes. Mm-hmm. Dan, I've told you stories about that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's down. Um, it's way south of us. It's down. Um, I want to say it's in the Keys. Um, I think so. Co- yeah, we're, so, in, yeah. we're in Tampa area, so it's down a couple hours south of us. But yeah, they still have it on display. You can go see it if you want to see the terrifying doll that would run around the house at night. I think Robert the doll is a good friend of Brittany's mom. Maybe. <laughs> apparently i should bring her down and be like mom what do you think of this doll how about this doll yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's unfortunately an east coast story so that's in shell's territory mm-hmm. so i don't get to talk about robert the doll but he is spooky no. <laughs> so you didn't One have a we... robert the doll amongst those porcelain dolls i'm guessing no, oh, no. Thank thankfully they okay. never i never heard them do anything i just was convinced they would eventually so well they're all evil at some point every mm-hmm. porcelain doll is going to do something creepy it's just a matter exactly. of when of yeah, or or it's gonna be like Seinfeld with with the one that looked like George's mom. 
They thought it was yelling at him. I thought you were talking about the dummy, like in Seinfeld, where they have the dummy that runs around. He's like, oh yeah, uh, yeah. He's like, Mr. Marbles. Those are all evil too. It's well known. They are. Every they have to be. They're all demons. (laughs) It sounds. it, It sounds like the house didn't necessarily have anything angry or um benevolent it was just more there that's what i'm thinking the only other thing we had happened that was pretty creepy that happened to everybody was we were one night like all of a sudden we wake up in the middle of the night and it is like a billion degrees in the house and it was like an old um like the heating system was all like an oil heat thing mm-hmm. and their little thermostat on the wall was when you actually like move it like that it wasn't like a button well with buttons like they have nowadays so it was just this real old thermostat and we woke up middle night and someone somehow had gotten flipped all the way to like the hottest setting oh wow so of course we turned down it's like of course dead of winter too so my mom's like gosh darn it my heating bill is gonna be out the wazoo this month so she you know we turned down everything we opened some windows try to like get some of the hot air out what we thought had happened was my brother and my niece had been staying were both with us and my little brother and my niece both were really cold when we had gone down to our cabin in Virginia because the heat wasn't working properly and again, dead of winter. So we all were really cold there for like mm-hmm. the weekend we went. So my mom thought maybe my little brother, because he's like maybe like seven or eight at the time, at, or my niece who's about the same age, one of them probably turned up the heat, not realizing they were turning it all the way up. That had to be what happened, right? So about a week later, my niece is you know, back with my oldest brother and my little brother was actually staying at a friend's house that night. So it was just me and my mom. And we're both upstairs and wake up again, billion degrees. And we're like, okay, so clearly it wasn't them. My mom's like, clearly the ghosts want to cook us. So the way she resolved the situation until she could get a new thermostat installed was she took a, uh, uh, was it? Toothpick. She took a toothpick and wedged it in there and taped it oh, in smart. so that it would like so the lever the couldn't get pushed to the other side. That's yeah. smart. And so to, to this day, I don't know if it was that. I like logically, I'm like maybe somehow the cats jumped up, but it was like really high on the wall, so I don't see them be yeah. able to jump up and like smack it. So that would be a one-time thing, not multiple times. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be a chance random thing. Wow, that's creepy. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to terraform the house so that yeah. the demons could come in and be no, comfortable. No, I think she was <laughs> right the first time. The ghosts mm-hmm. were trying to cook them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so, so like a slow cooker, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but modern ter- technology prevailed when we got our new thermostat, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen again. So <laughs> and toothpicks, toothpicks. Yep. Toothpicks. Mom ingenuity, and <laughs> but yep. you yep. probably you probably had something there, honestly, that didn't realize the war was over and still yeah. thought it was coming home from a day on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Oh, and maybe they were really cold, you know. Yeah. And they wanted it to be warmer. Ooh, yep. yeah. Creepy. I mean, in in that general area, you're you're talking about like these these poor wartime spirits that just don't really have a clue that they're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I know that I've heard before that like water seems to like have some like possible paranormal like connection in some ways. And so, of course, there's a stream that ran right next to our house. There was a pond in the backyard that was like you, you had to walk a little bit of ways to get, but it was a really big pond. And apparently it was on some kind of natural spring. So like if it mm-hmm. rained enough, you start seeing water bubbling up from the ground. So my mom was like, there's supposed to be this possible underground lake underneath the house on top of it. So you're just in a mass conduit yep. for yep. paranormal. It was just energy. everything. I was everything like, man, there. this was, yep. So in a civil war era house. Right. So I have heard that with the water though. And like the, in SS park, the, um, the Stanley hotel has water and limestone. Mm-hmm. And I've like the stone tape theory where different types of rock and things I've, I've heard similar things with running water can kind of record events and hold spirits there. 
And to top it all off, all of Frederick's on a giant limestone quarry. So there you go. (laughs) It's all connected there. So yeah. So there you go. They're just all stuck there. Interesting. So now for for, real quick for your West Coast stuff, I don't have any good ghost stories from it, but I remember listening to one of your early episodes. You mentioned the Queen Mary. We have stayed on the Queen (laughs) Mary. Oh, have you really? Mm -hmm. They're closed right now. So I'm kind of jealous. When they reopen, they have a ghost tour they do where they have two different ones. One's where they just do a regular tour and one they like take you to like two or three in the morning and you do like an actual like ghost hunt overnight and they give you like all the equipment and everything. So if you get a chance, definitely, even if you just get the chance to stay there, it's great. Yeah, it's just a cool ominous kind of kind of locations. I love that. Kind of like sleeping over on a cruise ship. On a really old cruise ship. Yeah, really old, but yeah, a little bit because like cruise ships personalities are real modern and nice, whereas this still feels very, very old. It's fair. But like still like those same small, compact Mm -hmm. rooms. Well, it's going to be different. It was closed for COVID. Now it's been retaken by um the either the city or the county, I'm not sure. But they the they've retaken control of it. They've had different subcontractors kind of own it for the past several decades, I guess. Mm-hmm. And now they've taken control and it's shut down for remodeling. So they're going to ha- completely remodel it. And maybe once that's done, Shell, you can come out here and we'll we'll have to ring up Brittany and Dan and be like, okay, which yeah. room should we stay yeah. in? Where should we go? And we'll, there, there are we'll rooms go. they actually there have noted are, are like supposed to be ones, the most yeah. wanted rooms too. So yeah. they always cost yeah. a little more. We were... We were only able to stay there for like one night and we had to get up really early for a flight the next day. So I was like, let's just stay in one of the regular rooms tonight since mm-hmm. we're already doing the, we're doing the ghost tour, but not the full ghost yeah. hunt. So. That was cool. We that sounds very cool. Yeah, if, you, if you guys want guests, we'll, we'll come out and join you. We'd love, oh, yeah. love to go back. Yeah. <gasps> okay. All right. Pencil that in, Shell. We're going to do that yep. here sometime soon. That would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be Make so it happen. fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to come see the Robert, Robert the doll, we'll take you down there. We have the- <gasps> oh my gosh, it's going to be road trips. Okay, yeah, I'm so down. It. Scary road trips. We're in ghosty road trips. All right, it's all right. Definitely. No, Dan, you have a, you have more stories. It, that wasn't the only spooky thing that's happened. I do. To you? Yeah, so I have a, a, a really good one. Yeah, this one's really weird. So this happened. God, I'm trying to remember what year this was. It was been like late to late like 2009 ish 2009 2008 9 ish probably um i was staying at um an ex's house and um it was not an old house Mm -hmm. so it was a house that her mom had designed herself had they built it and everything so it's not like there was anything there from before and nothing really creepy happened to me there really and until until this so i just kind of woke up in the middle of the night and there was like a like an apparition that looked like it was probably you know depression era kind of like wearing that kind of clothes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that looked very very frightened and sad and it was just right there like plain as day and it was it scared the crap out of me just was it right at at the end of the bed right at the end of the bed staring because i remember you guys say about stuff coming up through your feet (laughs) it's it kind of like came from the corner of the room and sort of went towards the end of the bed now you said it was just frightened what do you think it was like well weird that you guys were there sorry (laughs) so it just kind of stared at me look really it just seemed like sad and it wasn't as scary to me as it was like, wow, what is going on here? And I kind of just like, okay, I'm going to try to go to sleep now. 
and just like, to you're just again. like there's a ghost <laughs> here whatever like, I'm, like, just, I'm like i'm like i'm like i don't know am i seeing things am i losing it i, I don't know but you like, guys I all just, think the blankets are gonna save you people <laughs> they are they are they have to that's they call them so why they call them a security blanket exactly but, see smart so the next day i talked to um my ex's mom and so like, i saw this figure and i'm describing it and she goes let me this sounds familiar let me grab an old photo book like an old family shit. photo book oh shit and, and she starts flipping through it and i'm like and she's like i know this sounds familiar and she's someone who's very um very spiritually connected she's a, mm-hmm. she's a yoga teacher one of the sweetest people in the whole world just so you know have good contact with her to this day cool. she um she's like this it sounds really familiar and she's like does it look like this person and i'm like that is that's it that's no shit <clears throat> and she gave she explained the story behind it that it was like a like a great great uncle or something during the depression era who committed suicide and there was a lot of people in that era who committed suicide who financially ruined committed right. suicide because he he stepped in right on train tracks and mm. got run over by train wow that's so terrible there's a lot of people who there in that era who unfortunately did that mm-hmm. and the guy had like a you know like a, like the the bowler hat or whatever and everything and it's like handlebar mustache very stereotypical wow of that and the picture was one to one I'm like that's exactly what I saw damn and she was so fascinated by it not scared <laughs> at all she's like oh my god that is amazing <laughs> she's like I, I hope how I neither see of it. you were scared of this and she's, she's like I hope I see it I hope I see it <laughs> she sounds I don't like think she ever did. I don't think she ever did but like yeah that 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 really blew me away. Yeah, there's proof why, right there. How could you see someone that you had never heard I n- of? Never, never in my life. I, I, I'd never known wow. about this part of their family history, but it just, yeah, that was, the, I recognized it right away. That's spooky. And wow. of course, commonality right at the end of the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just where these things happen. Mm-hmm. That's why I say, all you got to keep your feet covered and stuff. Yes. I've talked about it before. That is why you have to have those little toesies covered when you sleep. Yes. Get I you. talk the bottom of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> this right. always has right real, like, like really tucked really tight. So like, yeah. I always like, I, I mentioned once I was like, there was a thing I read online somewhere. Someone joking about like how you can't keep one foot off the bed because if you do, that's where the, the demons will get you. And Dan was like, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, they do. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. a thing. Yep. <laughs> Or my Absolutely. dog will lick my foot and scare me. One of the two, you know. There you go. That's yeah, a, that'll happen. Yeah, that's also. I don't yeah. care. I don't care how hot it is. I could rip every blanket and sheet off of me, but from the ankles down, has to be covered, or I wake up instantly. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> instantly, of the end of the bed ghosts. There is a mm-hmm. plague of end of the bed ghosts. Apparently, yeah. yes. Yep, there is. That's probably what helps us. Is our dog sleeps. She has a bed right at the end of our bed, so you're protected. She's our protector. Oh, she wouldn't notice. <laughs> yeah, she, she's she's 13 and she wakes up a lot at night and just like randomly barks at nothing. So oh. yeah. That's what you think. You think they're randomly barking at nothing. Girl isn't getting scared of me. <laughs> oh it'll be awful. Yeah. The old dogs are great. You know, uh, you both you both seem fortunate enough that you had people in your lives that didn't think you were batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For each of the scenarios, when you told someone else, you were believed. Mm-hmm. And it's rare. That's important. And it is rare. And it's important because 
this shit happens and mm-hmm. you can ignore it and pretend like it doesn't, but it does. And it's spooky and it's mm-hmm. scary. Yeah. And, it, and there's some sort of comfort in someone not thinking that you're lying or full of shit and crazy. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Telling oh, absolutely. you a, a, you know, similar story. Although sometimes sometimes validation makes it scarier. <laughs> True. Yeah. Like, oh, you think you so I'm so I'm not going crazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have to deal with that. Yeah. Until yeah. you saw that picture, Dan, you could have been like, oh, I just had a weird dream. But mm-hmm. then you saw the picture and were like, oh yeah. shit. No, that it really felt, happened. It felt, it felt way too real to be a dream. And it was like one of those things where you know, like during it, you pinch yourself and it's like, yeah, I'm not dreaming here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I know she's someone who's like very open to this kind of thing. She's yeah. very much into like like reincarnation and things like that. You know, she mm-hmm. she she's very spiritually connected person. So like I, I thought this is someone like I could talk to her about this. And she's like, oh my God. And like, oh, I didn't expect there to be a connection here. But there was. <laughs> That's pretty cool. She's, she's the sweetest. I've yeah, we've hung out, we've hung out with her many a time. So nice. Yep. Wow. So, even though it's his ex, we're all very good terms. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we're all friends. That definitely yep. speaks to someone's personality for sure. Mm-hmm. What type yeah. of person they are, if you can get along like that. Yeah. Yep. But you have a story too, Brittany? Yeah, I have another one. So this one's kind of sad, but it's like always been a very big comfort to me. So as I mentioned earlier, my dad died when I was a little kid. I was seven when he died. Um, oh, it's okay. It's a long time ago now. So, but he was, um, it was very sudden. He had a unknown heart condition just went out of nowhere so mm-hmm. um, when my mom came to tell me though like i remember it was really weird because my mom I, my grandma i was at my grandma's house and it was um i think it was like just after school or something like that and she got a phone call and then she just like started like crying and i was like what is happening again i'm seven so i went i remember I sat in her lap right. and i'm like it's okay grandma i'm here like i don't know what else to do so oh, that's so sweet though yeah so um but what happened is then like all of a sudden more of our family started coming over. Like my oldest brother started coming over. Um, they're technically my half brothers, but I just call them my brothers. So mm-hmm. they, they all start coming over. I had a couple uncles show up and I'm like, what is going on? Everyone looks upset. No one's telling me what's going on. My mom apparently like wanted to be the one to tell me. So she finally shows up and she takes me outside. And it was like, my grandma had this uh, like little, she had a porch like right off her back, um, like a, so it was like you could come out like from the top level or the bottom level mm-hmm. kind of porch. And on the bottom level, there was this really nice little swing you could swing on. And I remember she sat me down in her lap and, you know, the best way she could tell me, she's like, today, daddy went to heaven. And like, mm. I just started crying. And all of a sudden, out yeah. of nowhere from behind me, I hear his voice say, you're an angel too. And I remember <gasps> oh turning gosh. around being like, because my first thought was someone has prayed a horrific trick on me. And yeah. of course he's not there. So um, and I remember telling my mom, and she's like, well, maybe that was dad trying to comfort you. And so like, make me I've cry never been, oh my <laughs> goodness yeah no. and i've never i've not super like religious but i always felt like that you know like the angel idea was kind of more just like kind of like you know you're my angel kind of thing you know like in a loving way so yeah that's always been a huge comfort to me there's at some point i've been planning to get like a tattoo on my back that says that but i want to put like bat wings with it because i always felt like my dad i love that the, my he dad would... enjoyed the fact that i was a weird kid that of like, course he tarantulas did. and stuff like that I have chills and I'm crying at the same time. (laughs) That is like, that is, and laughing. So, because that is just sweet and yeah. yeah. So it's always, always been a huge comfort to me that I always feel like that was like, you know, maybe there's reincarnation. Maybe there's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just always felt like I was like, well, when we die, it's not just like, you know, like, was it, is it Frank from, from, is it a Frank from, uh, like Danny DeVito's character and it's always uh, sunny. It's always sunny. He's like, when you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> so, oh God. I, I won't I like, go into the rest of that quote because it gets yeah, I know, pretty it's bad. Terrible, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was telling you, I was like, well, even if I don't know what it is, but maybe there's something afterwards and like, you know, that it's not just the end kind of thing. And so I was like, yeah, if I'm wrong, then hey, 
yeah. can't do anything about it. So, that's <laughs> so right. I've always liked I, this, the scientific theory that energy can neither be created nor destroyed and we are 100%. energy. So mm-hmm. I don't know what happens to it, but the energy still has to exist somehow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know what form it takes, but I firmly believe that your dad, your dad was right there telling you you're his yeah. angel. You're an angel too. I love so, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's always been like just a huge comfort to me, but that's like one of my technical, I guess you could count it as a ghost story kind of thing. So no, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Wow. wow. I have a similar one actually with my grandfather. I was going to say you have one more. Yeah. I was going to prompt mm-hmm. you to tell if you didn't tell it the, yeah. the one with your granddad when he died. Yeah. So when it's the same house where from the first story. So um, his cellar, the cellar was his workshop. He was um, like a, hob- a carpenter as a hobby. Right. I mean, the one the demon went to. Yeah. yeah. All his demon <laughs> tools. So he made so many, he was a master woodworker. Like he didn't, I wish he would have gotten some more acclaim for it. I feel like, like back then every grandpa was mm-hmm. like, if, if he, if he was around today, I'd probably try to help him sell stuff or something, but like he made, he made like, all the railings in my parents' house out of, out wow. of wood and stuff. Nice. And Do you still have made, anything made that furniture. you made? Yes, absolutely. There's actually, um, right by my desk here, there's a, a wooden picture that he made. He did a lot of wood burning and stuff. And my grandma was a pretty good painter. And he did one of the Simpsons, the family. And oh, it's, a, it, it's a wood carving um, of the Simpsons. My grandma painted it. So that's I awesome. That. Oh, I, have, I, have, I have other things. He's little the knacks he's made too. There was a board game he really liked called Triominoes, and he made a wooden version of it. I still have that. Cool. It even has some old um like score sheets. Score sheets with it. Yeah, I've seen yeah, those. <laughs> when I was a kid. So I never got rid of those. But this was like right after he passed, and he had a lot of heart issues and stuff like that. But like he I learned how to work with wood because of him. You know, we spent a lot of time there. And I was just a friggin wreck like even talking about it chokes me up a bit but like i was just so distraught didn't know what to do i was just he was my best friend so i didn't know what to do and he just i just felt this warmth and he just i hear a whisper like it's all gonna be okay oh and you were and he was down in like the wood shop wood shop area in there in the cellar that previously was creepy stuff but then it's like now it's like this real comfort Oh, oh yeah, it, it was still a place of comfort for me. So with with that, it was just like a really positive experience. That's something I really needed at Very that Very much so. I can tell yeah. how close you guys were. Mm-hmm. And, and just to have that, interestingly, I have a similar story. <laughs> this was with my step-grandmother. Oh, do tell. And we didn't get along at all. The woman hated me. <laughs> she, she was not the nicest person in the world. It, at least to me. Um, and I was living in Colorado at the time. I was in my early 20s and I knew she had been sick, but I wasn't really talking to much of my family at that time. And one night I'm with my friends. We're at a pizza joint. We're sitting in a corner booth. My back is to the wall. I don't like sitting with my back to open spaces. So like I don't my back's blame you to the wall. because <laughs> things can sneak up behind right? you. It's not, it's not smart. Exactly. So, you know, we're talking and I kept seeing what I thought was a waitress come like down the side aisle, just out of my, and I kept looking to say something to her because I thought that was kind of weird. Why are you sneaking? So, you know, Mm -hmm. but there was never anybody there and it was bugging me. And I kept asking my friends and they're like, there's nobody there. And I'm like, there's a woman, she keeps coming over here. She has dark hair and it's really freaking me out to the point where I made them, we got our food, we got our pizza. I'm like, I can't stay here and eat. This is really bothering me. So we got the pizza and we left. A couple hours later, I get a phone call from my mother my grandmother had passed away. 
Um, and I was like, no shit, what time? And it was the exact time we had been at the pizza joint. And wow, to this wow. day, again, it's kind of a comfort because I was sure mm-hmm. she hated me, but I think she came to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the, the healing that that did was huge. And I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I never saw her. It never happened again, but it was the same moment that she had passed away. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she came to maybe say, I'm sorry or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah. just knowing that she came to see me was a huge comfort. For sure. That's awesome. That's yeah. beautiful. I heard of that a lot. They call it a crisis apparition where right when someone's like about to die, they, they'll have something like that happen where there's someone who, you know, even whether they were close or not, like will just like appear to them and they're like, and then they'll always find out it was right around that exact time was mm-hmm. when they passed. So, oh, that's wild. I didn't know it was a thing. Thank you for that. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. If you look at it, it's called a crisis apparition. It also could have had something to do with, uh, it's kind of like when you call somebody on the phone, if you're in a situation like a crisis apparition situation, you're going to call someone who you know is going to pick up. And Layla is sensitive enough to those types of things that Layla would have picked up. Mm-hmm. Whereas like maybe that. maybe yeah. other folks in her family might not have picked up that message, whereas <laughs> Layla would have. Yeah. So it yeah. might have been, it might have been. I'm going to someone who I know is going to hear me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know what yeah. I mean. With mm-hmm. you guys, with with Dan and Brittany, you guys again, I feel are very sensitive to that type of thing, and so mm-hmm. and not just that you were super close to to that person, but also because again, they knew you would pick up, you know, they, mm-hmm. they knew yeah. that you would see that or hear it, get that message. And you needed that message. Mm-hmm. I think I needed mm-hmm. that message. Yeah, yeah. For sure. absolutely. So. But I yeah, do I think know. sometimes it, it does partially have to do with who's going to hear the message. Mm-hmm. Let me go to who's going to hear me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see a lot of people in my family not receiving said message. So right, right. But right you would have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you would have. So you would have mm-hmm. been like the go-to for the family. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a neat theory. I like that. You know, I do too. It's kind of I nice. have no like scientific basis for that <laughs> theory, but. There's a it, lot of it, logic behind it. I think. Yeah. And, yeah, and Shell sure. has had experiences with, with loved ones as well. I know your grandfather is a prominent, you know, yeah, I mean, I, Layla can attest to this. I, everybody who knows me that can pick up on energy has at one point in, in, in their time with me met my grandfather, whether they've liked it or not. <laughs> my ex-husband, uh, at the time, uh, we hadn't been together very long, and he kept telling me about this man who was in our bedroom doorway. And I'm like, what are you talking about? There's no man in the doorway. And he described this person and I was like, oh my God, I know exactly who that is. Just based on the description, dug through a couple of old photo albums, pulled out a picture and he's like, yeah, that's exactly who it is. And it was my grandfather um, who died when I was 10 and we were very close. My grandfather is actually the reason why I could not sleep with my feet uncovered because shortly after his death, when I was 10, um, he appeared at the foot of my bed. So he is the spark of why I can't sleep with my feet uncovered. But um, I've had multiple friends, uh, multiple acquaintances in certain situations be able to describe my grandfather, what he's wearing, hairstyle, everything right down to a T where they obviously never met him. They've Mm -hmm. never seen a picture of him. And it's it's an exact description. It's almost like for me personally, if shit's about to get bad in my life, like bad shit is about mm-hmm. to happen, mm-hmm. my grandfather appears. 
when life is just trotting along, he's nowhere to be found. So it's kind of one of those, if I start to see or sense my grandfather around, it's almost like, oh shit, now what's going to happen? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there has been multiple people who can just describe him right to a T having, having no idea wow. who he is or what he looked like. I love that um, some ghost stories aren't scary per se, that they're Mm -hmm. comforting and loving and, and give us a little bit of hope. You know, I, I have no idea what happens after people die and I don't like to think about it much because it's super scary. Mortality scares the hell out of me on a daily basis. But I also don't think they just are gone either. Yeah, Yeah, same. Yeah, and I and I love that, and I think we kind of need to hold on to that, especially when times are like they are right now. Everything's mm-hmm. kind of shit in the world, and yeah. gotta hold on to some things that are hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if I am escaping into scary movies, I still want to yeah. go out and smell the flowers uh, and escapism have a good day is too. a good thing. It helps. Yeah. It helps keep you centered. And helps Absolutely, you keep some Absolutely. happiness in your life, even if things look bleak. That's mm-hmm. right. So, on that note, what's your? Do you guys have an episode coming up that you're excited about? You want to tell us about your your next project? So we have a couple ones that we're working on. We're going to actually do some fun comparisons of Mm -hmm. a couple of like Asian films and like the American remakes. So especially like brand new, we've been working on it for a while, but we haven't had a chance to finish all of it yet, but we're going to be doing the Juan series. So it's the the Americans, the grudge. Okay. Um, So, cause there's a bunch of them that they did for in like the Japanese version, but then there's just a couple of the American don't watch the 2021. It was terrible. (laughs) Waste of time. Yeah. The, like at least, like we both had said, like when we watched the the first remake, the one that they just did, the first Grudge movie that came out in like the early two thousands, that one we both recalled not liking it when we saw it, but we actually rewatched mm-hmm. it. We're like, this was actually wasn't as bad as I recall yeah. it being because there I were, think especially it was definitely moments- the lesser. Like, like the original yeah. was, was far superior. I personally have a traumatic experience with that movie that has nothing to do with the movie. We at both all. went on bad dates to see the movie. That's all. That's uh, all. Very, <laughs> very bad. <laughs> Horrifying. Like to the point I'm like, the same this movie you guys went mm-hmm. on. That's yeah, funny. Like, this <laughs> yeah. movie's awful. And this person is even more awful. And I think they're making the movie awful. And I just want to run as fast as I possibly can. See, mine wasn't the date wasn't bad at the time. It was actually like I like was dated I dated for like two weeks in high school. And so like, but it was like so once we broke up so shortly after, I think my mind was just like, nope, that was bad. So I decided that the movie was bad. But watching it yeah. as an adult, I was like, oh, you know what? This actually yeah. wasn't as bad as I thought. I think I like that it was the original director actually came mm-hmm. in to direct it, which a lot of times they don't do that with a lot of the remakes. Yeah. They just kind of make it very Hollywood and that's it, you know? Yeah, why so, are they yeah. always so bad? Do it good. If you're going to do a remake, make it good. That was originally an Asian movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, Japanese yep, So there's movie. actually um, four. Th- uh, so there's like two that are um, kind of like more like just like shorts that lead up to it. And then there's two Juan movies. And then the third movie is actually The Grudge. And that's the one that mm-hmm. they remade. So yeah, the first two are on YouTube. First two movies are on YouTube. They're, They're scary very low, as hell. Very there low budget, are, but very good. But the feeling is there, man. It's they're so good. I'm a fan and, of low budget horror. The the mm-hmm. American equivalents don't hold up, and unfortunately, a lot of the times that's the case. They try to take something that from another place, then they try to dumb it down for a mass audience, and it ends up being really crappy. The original Grudge is good, and it's because the original director was involved. I'm convinced if they weren't involved, it would have been trash. Just yeah. like the 2021 yeah. is utter garbage, and it's not even worth watching the trailer. 
Yeah, no, we watched it because I was just like, don't yeah, do let's it. Just watch it. And I was like, don't oh do my it. gosh. We're, <laughs> we're completed. So, like, we're going to do this comparison. We're going to watch all of them, even the that ones that are going to make me ones. want to weep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys must watch a lot of movies. At home. We do. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Why make a movie, a remake that's going to be bad? I'm really hoping that, like, the success of Squid Game means that we can take more foreign films and just have them and not have to try and re- they're, Americanize they're re- them. They're remaking Squid Game. No, no. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. There's, a, there's another okay, one. Okay, never mind. <laughs> there's another one called a wonderful movie called Train to Busan. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, oh, I think I've heard of that. Unfortunately, they're, they're working on a remake of that and they're going to make it terrible. Why? It, Why? It's, all, it's all about trying to well make money off of something that exists. So you'd have no original idea. So just kind of jump onto the something, coattails. And they try to dumb it down for a mass audience and make mm-hmm. it really easy Commercial. entry kind of thing. They, they take all the, the heart and the, and the creativity out of it. That's too yeah. bad. And, and in all- reality, if they would have left it the way it was, they would have probably made more money mm-hmm. and spent less yeah yeah well that'll so, be interesting then so check out yep. Brittany and dan on we all pod down here for all your horror insights we just we've had yeah. a blast with this yeah this has been obviously great. obviously our next episode is going to be the crossover we're doing with you guys for you guys yes. Yes. on our podcast and talk about veronica yeah. oh i Good cannot flick. wait thank you guys thank you Brittany and dan for being on the stoned witches hour i hope y'all had as much fun as we did we oh, did sure. thank you for having us so much it was a blast yeah, absolutely we'll have to do it again maybe with uh, mm-hmm. robert the doll movie or something <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. love to yeah absolutely thank you for listening to layla and shell and our special guests Brittany and dan from the podcast we all pod down here Join them to learn more about horror films, both new and old, popular and obscure. If you've listened this far, please rate and review The Stoned Witches Hour on your favorite podcast app. It really helps us out. (sighs) Spooky later.